Hello, dummies. Welcome to the Dummy Room Awards Show. My name is Kevin Kalen, and I'm from the bands Mulligan Stew and Mono in Stereo. And I am uh, a very honored to be here tonight. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. But seriously, though, when I started a punk band some 25-odd years ago, my uh, one and only dream was to, believe it or not, one day present an award on a podcast listened to by tens of people. I kid. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for asking me to be a part of it. I appreciate it. Uh, How did I meet Nate? I don't remember. Book your own fucking life? Maybe? Probably? I I don't know. But I digress. Uh, Without further ado, the nominees for Best Digital Only Release. Punk Rock Reduno. I Wanna Be Well. Cap Gun Heroes. Who the fuck are those dorks? School Damage. No Love. Isotopes. Invisible Hand. Water Slide Records. Stay healthy, stay calm, and stay positive. And the winner is... Capgun Heroes! Who the fuck are those dorks? Congratulations to Capgun Heroes. Met those guys a few months back. Played a gig. Great dudes. Great band. Congratulations on winning the best digital only release. Uh, Thanks again for letting me be a part of this. I appreciate it. Uh, Enjoy the show. And everyone... Be careful, stay healthy, and hopefully we will see you on the other side. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the first annual Dummy Room Awards show. Tonight, we will be awarding the very, very best of 2020. I am your host, Nate. Uh, Joining me by popular demand, literally by tens of people, is (laughs) Heather Wheaton. What's up, Heather? Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me. And thank you to, you know, um, my fan club for requesting my presence. Um, (laughs) I'm great. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Of course it is. This is debuting on New Year's Eve. So uh, we're almost through this god-awful year of 2020. I can't wait till tomorrow. (laughs) Precisely. And, you know, having something like this tonight um, is certainly a good way to kick it all in the balls and say, fuck off, see you later, let's go and get on with it. So how excited are you for the show? I am so excited. I can't even stand it. I mean, there is just... So much to talk about, so many fantastic bands, so many fantastic people, you know, to to talk about and gush over. It's it's what what a fantastic way to just top it all off. Yes, and of course, 
my buddy Kevin Kalin, old buddy of mine, uh, introduced the show. He introduced the first award, which was Best Digital Only, and of course, Cap Gun Heroes won. Congratulations to those guys. Chicago, Illinois, right? Cap Gun Heroes. What a great group. Great fucking band. One of my favorite EPs that came out this year. It sucks that it wasn't on vinyl. I remember when I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck? This should be on vinyl, you know? I would have put this out. (laughs) And uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah, I jumped right on it, though, because they're such a great band. And um, definitely congrats to them. Just phenomenal. And, And like you, you know... I might have even just, you know, heard about them from you or from a post from somebody or going, you know, who the fuck are these guys? You know, like, this is amazing. These guys are fantastic. And, you know, not only, you know, did they put out that T1 Fest, and I'm sure we'll probably bring it up a a time or two again in the show, but um, out of nowhere, fantastic. And, uh, Without us being able to go out to live shows and see someone at some small, dingy, little, stinky venue somewhere, you know, in our our little podunk towns, you know, with this year and everything and not being able to get out, having the ability to to find guys digitally and online um, has been, you know, has been a saving grace, really. And, And Cap Gun Heroes, super, super impressive. Absolutely. Of course, they're, they're newly newly found friends of mine. Kevin Kalin, who introduced the award, he's an old friend. And um, Kevin, I have no idea how we met. I do not remember. I think it was OK's Corral, some show down there. Anyways, so Cap Gun Heroes won it. But uh, of course, congratulations to the nominees. It's just an honor to be nominated. It's an honor to be nominated. Of course, we had Punk Rock Reduno. We had Isotopes, School Damage, and Waterslide Records Comp. All cool shit, right? Bullshit. And speaking of isotopes, you know, it's the off season. Baseball's done for right now. Can we get to work on something else for us, please? Because I kind of miss those guys. Yeah. And they didn't have like, they weren't playing games. Were they this year? I don't think so. They should have been playing music. They should have been playing music. And, you know, you know, they totally deserve to be, you know, in that best digital only category to be nominated for that, you know, but Dude, what a fucking tease, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So isotopes, we love them. We know that everybody knows that. School damage. Uh, they're Toronto, Toronto, Canada, or Hamilton, Ontario, wherever, where the fuck they're from. They're Canadian. They are the equivalent of getting kicked in the nuts. That band is just a fucking rager. Great band. And of course, Waterslide Records out of Japan. So congrats to Kazoo. And congrats to everybody, especially Cap Gun Heroes, for winning the whole thing. Well done, guys. All right. So we've got we've got a whole bunch more awards we'll get into. We're going to do best album, best seven inch, best split, best label. We're going to do all the awards coming up before we get into the um, kind of the details of the show. Uh, let's give an excellent welcome to AC and Phil McCracken, of course, from the McCrackens. <laughs> This is Phil 
McCracken. And this is AC McCracken. And we're presenting the award for the best reissue. The nominees are... The Travoltas with Teen Beat. D-Cracks, Attention Deficit Disorder. Vapids with Charm School Dropout. And the winner is... Hey, pizza can reissue some of our stuff so we can win a freaking award. Reissue goes to Travolta's. Of course, man. Teen Beat is such a great record. Absolutely. You know, and it's it, it's it's got that great blend of sort of that that electronic vibe that they had going, that like total synth vibe thing going on, but yet at the same time that you know endless summer vibe as well. You know, yeah. the, you know the whole you know the summer surf Beach Boys. Travolta's. 
Travolta. It's that's just their that's just their sound, man. They've perfected it. I absolutely love it. Great record. I'm so happy it's out on vinyl. And yep. uh yeah, so congrats to Stardom Records. Stefan knocked it out of the park. Stefan does nothing but knock it out of the park. In I my know. Book. That's all, yeah. That's all he knows how to do. So um of course the runners up were were no uh second place chumps really. The D Cracks, the debut from D Cracks, which is fucking amazing. It's ten years old. Can't believe that. I remember when I first got that thing. Mm. And um and uh the Vapids. More Canadians more sneaking Canadians. in there. Yeah. Fuck Canada. No, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, Canada. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Those those are great records. I know the Vapids had two reissues this year, both out on Mom's Basement. And uh only one of them made it and neither one of them actually won, but you got beat by the Travoltas. That's that's yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna say to that? I lost to the Travoltas. Well, a lot of people lost to the Travoltas. So yeah, you you can't really you know. Of course, you deserve to be there, absolutely. But when you you're going up against the Travoltas, mm, dude, yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty hard to beat the Travoltas for sure. And uh, you know, with the Vapids, I'm super excited. I have yet to get my vapids reissues the teenage heads and uh charm school dropouts but on order from mom's basement should be here hopefully any day now john right hurry up john should i should i message him right now and say what the fuck dude but anyways congratulations to all of them they're all great bands and um yeah they, any one of them could have won and it would have been good I think that Travolta's one was just a little more special because it was like 20 years and it was, you know. Kind of a surprise to me, really. Yeah, absolutely. It was a surprise. I didn't see it coming. I I find out a lot of this shit from these guys because of the show and stuff. And Mm -hmm. that one, that one, Stefan kind of snuck under the radar on me. So a little secret. Yeah. Whispering in your ear. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, let's let, let me explain how this whole thing came about. Not much longer than a month ago, I just was making my top 10 list, you know, late, late Friday night. And I thought, I don't want to do just albums because there's all these other great things to talk about, especially, you know, the labels and the streams and all the cool shit that happened this year. And I thought, why can't I do all of them? Let's do a fucking award show. Yeah. I mean, seriously, though, like you said, it's just the amount of output this year um, was just incredible that you just couldn't just ignore everything else and focus on just the albums, you know, and particularly for me, I get so angsty and just sweaty <laughs> thinking about, you know, trying to order a top 10, 10 list of the year. And it's, it's impossible, you know, so something like this, of course, we're going to have the best album of the year much later in the show, but super important to just you know recognize just everybody that put something out this year in this year of all years it's very important to to recognize the the amount of music and just just great shit that not just like two or three people put out but you know the whole kind of scene so to speak so yeah yay for you and the way you pulled that right out of your ass i mean literally you're just sitting there thinking you know, fuck this. I can't do a top 10. What do you think about doing like a whole <laughs> award show like the Grammys? And I'm like, fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. And and you you took it from the second you thought of it and you just ran with it. It was amazing. Just the mathematical precision of how organized you had it from the minute you started. You know, yeah. how you were going to do it, 
who was going to be involved, how many people were going to be involved, the categories and everything. So you know what, Nate, you deserve a lot of credit and a lot <laughs> for that. A lot. I don't know about that. I had I had a lot of fucking fun with it because it was like it's like crack for me. Seriously, I was like, holy shit, I'm writing down categories and and of course I'm doing categories and at, at the same time I'm distracted. I'm thinking I'm filling in the categories, you know, like album and I'm thinking of albums. But anyways, yeah, so we did that. We formed a committee, right? We formed a committee of 10 people include well, 11 people including myself. Yeah. And we all got together in the group and we basically all through ideas out we we had all the topics posted and and then we voted on them we voted on them. we took a poll and then we took the winners of that and we sent those out to more voters very democratic but the whole you know when the committee started and everything it was just it was daunting you know because you're just like you've got this list and everybody were just adding on you know you know, what new records came out this year? What, you know, what was the best song? Who did it, you know, who did a duet this year and what have you? And just, you know, somebody would like throw their two cents in and we'd add things to the list and add things to the list and yeah. add things to the list. And it was phenomenal the amount of, of, of shit that we had to, oh, not shit by any means, but you know what I mean? You know, the <laughs> amount of stuff that we had to go through in order to like narrow it down. I mean, that was just as excruciating as a simple top 10 list, you know, excruciating. Yeah. But we did it. Yeah. It was fun because like, I remember, um, so anyways, so the cutoff dates, we agreed yeah. that it was going to be December 1st of 2019 to November 30th of 2020, because those, those albums that came out late last year, they didn't make anybody's lists or yeah. not enough. So anyways, I wanted to include those. But when that happened, at one point I went back and I thought, when did the Jagger Holly windowsill split come out? You know, And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, that came out in December. Instantly yeah. like, yes, that, that <laughs> thing is going to get some more attention because it really is the greatest split ever. Okay, all right. Slow your roll there, Cowboy. Slow we'll, your roll. We'll find out Look if it wins or not. Yeah. It's, but no, it's coming I did up. the same thing. I did the same exact thing. You know, I was sitting there, you know, going, okay, great. I know exactly who came out in December that I am putting on this list, which we'll also discuss later. But, you know, thinking, all right, what came out at the end of the year in 2019? And a lot of, a lot of things came out in, in October. You know, like, okay, when did Lone Wolf come out? You know, and I'm like, oh, Fuck, it came out in October 2019. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And oh God. So it was it was really hard. Um, but it's you know, and like Lone Wolf especially, it's just an album I adore, a band I adore. And the actual last live performance I got to see before the whole world got to shut down, you know. Yeah. And uh, what a special evening that was. Just phenomenal people, you know, phenomenal band. So just lovely lovely bunch of people in a great you know we had no idea you know this was potentially one of the last live shows we were going to see um and it was just great being there you know jeff jeff palmer was there you know b-face was there wait b-face was there b-face was there b-face, <laughs> b-face rules dude b-face rules but uh yeah, lovely you know and then you know uh evo and oh evo Evo, backbreaker. Yeah, I know. There's only one Evo in, in my world. There, there can be only one. Literally, there's only one guy I've ever heard having the name Evo. So so they, they definitely would have made my list had they just, you know, sort of, you know, just waited a little bit. 
um, and given me about six weeks, they would have totally made my list. But uh, yes, well, they would have made a lot of people's list because it was a great album. But yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff came out, and we're gonna. It's all coming up. We're gonna award winners and all for all of it. We're doing it, anyways. Just so everybody knows, somebody on Instagram asked if the award show was going to be one man's opinion. And just to let everybody know, it is absolutely not. I didn't even have tiebreaker. I didn't even do the tiebreaker thing. So I had an independent guy be the tiebreaker. So, and you know, like you said, it was extremely democratic. You know, I'm totally vouching for that. There were, it started with, like you said, a committee of 11 people. Um, and then we kind of all gave ideas on other voters. Um, so you had a much more expansive, broader, um, you know, group of voters, you know, we brought forth, we narrowed it down to the top contenders. And then we brought those top contenders to the the bigger group of voters and collected and and tabulated them all. And, um, and then we, um, and then again, voted on everything together as a whole. Yep. So, yeah, yep. nope, this is not, you know, the Natage Awards, you know? <laughs> no, no. I, I actually, I, I was kind of like just a vehicle for all this. I could have not voted, and I don't think I would have changed any of the outcomes of any of them. So There were some that did come close, but they didn't, they weren't like one vote close. There was one that was literally one vote close. One, Yeah. <laughs> so so that actually no no i'm sorry it was two votes until the end there it was like oh no we're gonna have a tiebreaker but all right we should we should just continue on with the show everyone's bored of us yapping about it let's get to some awards <laughs> sounds like a fantastic idea to me should i begin who do we got for best compilation of 2020 mr pat termite why don't you tell this little red-haired girl who you've got for the nominees for best compilation of 2020. I can't seem to get to sleep at night cause everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. Hello everybody, this is Pat from the Beatnik Termites, and I'm honored to present the Dummy Rooms Award for the best compilation. The nominees are as follows. Number one, Stardom Records 2020. Number two, Punk Rock Reduno, I Wanna Be Well. Number three, Something to Do Records, Music for Something to Do, People Phase One. And the winner is Stardom Records 2020. Everybody's blown 
Stardom Records. Not shocked. No, it's a perfect comp. It was so good. All the good bands covering all the good bands. It's like, holy shit, of course it's going to win, you know? You know, but not just all the good bands covering all the good bands, because, of course, that's completely legitimate to say that. But it was all stardom bands covering all stardom bands, you know, and just the the camaraderie and the family of it. You know, it's just it's it's something really awesome to see and to hear, you you know. um, Yeah. Just to have that sort of that respect for each other as a group, not just as musicians, but as friends um, to do that. And just it's solid from top to bottom. You know, the minute Lone Wolf kicks off, you know, right all the way straight through. It's fantastic. Phenomenal work, guys. And thank you. Thank you for what you did. And uh, congratulations. I'm a label guy. And looking at it from my point of view, it's like, I can't even imagine being involved with with the caliber of bands that how many of them he's been involved with. Mangies. Sonic Dolls, Windowsill, D-Cracks, you know, Apers. It's like, holy fuck. How many save some for the rest of us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like, that. it was such a great comp. I can't talk about, um, enough about it. Yeah, no, no. Just well-deserved and, yeah, like you said, just stellar. Hard to beat, you know? Just like with, you know, with the Travoltas. It's like, you're going to go up against stardom. You know, you have every right to be a nominee and you are just as worthy. But God damn, God damn, Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to probably talk about him some more. I have a feeling God, we talk about that guy a lot. But when you run Stardom Records, you get talked about. Of course, the uh, nominees, the Punk Rock Rodino comp and the Waterslide Records comp, um, both really, really good. But it's just, it's, you can't, this stardom 2020 thing was something really special. Well, and like you, like you alluded to earlier, you know, it's like, you know, everybody deserves to be where they are when it comes to these nominations. And that just says a lot for the quality, you know, that, that we've got ourselves surrounded with. And, you know, unfortunately, we can't name, you know, three winners, you know, for best compilation of, of the year. But, it, you know, there easily could have been. And yeah. that's, I think that's why we had to sort of go about it without the, you know, the top 10 list kind of vibe that gets thrown out, you know, a thousand times a day. You know, uh, we, we had to sort of just, all right, this is definitive. But yet yeah, not quite definitive because you're all pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, the comp, um, so like Punk Rock Reduno, that comp, mm. I mean, who who is on it? The Yum Yums, the Copyrights, the Creeps, Dan fucking Vapid is on it, and it and it's that's how good it was. It just speaks volumes about how great stardom was when, when a comp that was that good doesn't win. So congratulations to everybody, and especially Stefan. So should we get right into another award? Hey, that's what we're here for, man. Let's party. All right, so we're going to do... Best Artwork of 2020, presented by Lars from Neon Bone. Take it, Drum Machine. Hello, everybody listening at the Dummy Room. This is Lars, a.k.a. Gumbo, a.k.a. Neon Bone, from good old Germany. 
and I'm here to present the award for this year's best artwork. And what a great year this was for Punk Rock Records. So many awesome records, so many great artworks. So without further ado, here are the nominees. Number 1. Stardump Records Label Compilation 2020 Celebrating 20 years of Stardump Records. What a great compilation and an awesome cover artwork by the man himself, Stefan Thies. Great talented guy. Good luck Stefan! Number 2. The re-release of Groovy Ghoulies Reanimation Festival. Another great reissue on Stardump Records with a new artwork by Tom Neely. Number 3. Giant Eagles with their second album, Second Landing, featuring their iconic Bald Eagle artwork. Awesome design, awesome record, awesome band. Number 4. Jagger Holly, The Windowsill with Faving the Genre and You Know It. Another nominee for Marie Nicotine. What a great EP. And last but not least, the Proton Packs with their LP Paradox. Great album, great guys. Cover has a lot of things on it. Uh, Sandwatch, Planets and a lot more. And the winner of this year's award for best artwork is... The Giant, the Giant Eagles. Eagles! Awesome, awesome. Very well deserved guys, love the record, love the artwork, so iconic and cool. Really hope to see you guys soon, bye bye from Germany and greetings to everybody at the dummy room, bye.
probably the most iconic artwork this year was Giant Eagles. Of course they win it, man. That's that's just a stellar album cover. Of course, it's the second one. I expect a third one now because you have to do the trilogy. So if you're listening, right. Simon and, and uh, Maureen, write another one. Write another one and let me you know, <laughs> anticipate and, and fantasize about what the next uh, costume Mr. Eagle is going to be wearing. Yeah. Does the eagle have a name? You know, that I do not know. Other than Giant Eagle? Giant Eagle. What more of a name do you need? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's, uh, it's it's such a great record. The artwork, like Lars said, it's just iconic. And, Absolutely. Um, and I, I heard a rumor that it was an actual painting. So I'm wondering who has these paintings. Like the guy who did it, probably. Like, can you imagine yeah. being able to have the paintings from the first two Giant Eagles records in your house? Dude, I, you know something. So, no, absolutely. If anybody was fortunate enough to pick up, you know, a vinyl copy of Second Landing, and in addition to that, the reissue of Giant Egos, uh, they come with these great big giant posters that I, I gushed over these posters. I was like, oh my God, I need to, these need to be framed and hung up side by side. But, you know, I'm a somewhat mature woman. With a little bit of class. And I can't exactly, you know, go throwing up punk rock posters in my living room, you know, and and being, I don't know, appropriate. But uh, so I really tried to connive my 12-year-old into um, taking the posters, you know, and framing them and putting them up on his wall. Though, You know, we're not quite there yet. We're working on it. He's super into space. So I thought the astronaut was like was a short in. But, you know, we'll get there. But yeah, just like you said, and like Lars said, you know, just iconic, crisp, clean, tremendous quality artwork. Um, So congratulations to Giant Eagles. Absolutely. And of course, the nominees, Stardom Records, Stefan, always does great work. Groovy Ghoulies have never had a bad uh, album cover. Um, Jagger Holly Windowsill was, um, I thought was really cool. And Proton Packs, great album. And uh, some some different stuff going on there, and uh, I'm kind of glad it made it, you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm super. I was actually super excited to see best artwork, you know, as a category this year because um, the amount of you know work and talent that it takes is awe inspiring, really. And you know, it's sort of like you know the whole you know you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, yeah, pretty much. If I'm walking by and I see this cover. I could have probably never heard of, of giant eagles or ghoulies or stardom or windowsill or what have you, proton pack. But I, you know, I'm going to turn my head at that, you know? Yeah. I'm going to take a, you know, I'm going to do a double take when it comes to, to good art on a record. And I might actually just buy it because of the artwork on the record. So the best artwork category. Yeah, that was one. It just, I had to put it in there, you know, it was fun thinking of all these, but next year, little spoiler, I've already got, a new category. Honestly, it would have been a, an even better one this year, but we'll talk about it next year. Anyways, next award. Let's get right into it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Mr. Jagger Holly, the man with the spastic heart with the best live stream of 2020.
It's Jay from Jagger Holly, Europe's favorite American son currently living in Europe. Tonight I'm here to present for best live stream. Now, you may say that's not the sexiest category in this bunch tonight, but let me remind you that we didn't have live music in 2020. So, the only way to see it was on a live stream on the internet. So, without further ado, let's get to it. The nominees are Punk Rock Reduno, Worst Reduno Ever. T1 Fest, Saturday Mornings with Kepi, Kurt Baker, The Jasons, and the winner is... Punk Rock Reduno, the worst Reduno ever. This event used to be uh, pretty much a very international event in Bergamo, even if it's not a big festival, we have every year people coming from all over Europe. So what we're doing this year is streaming live and we have a sold out of 500 people here yes. at the venue and Which the show... Unbelievable if you think about what yeah. happened <laughs> and what, how Bergamo was just a couple uh, months ago. And of course, I mean, we should not uh, remind the fact that Bergamo was one of the most hit city of COVID-19, but still I think we do this uh, not because we are crazy, but to send uh, a good message. Well, I go crazy over Brooklyn, babe. She's bad, she's bad. My Brooklyn, babe. Baby, baby, you're an angel. You're such a sexy What's a sexy angel, by the way? Is there something like a sexy angel, or is it a male angel or female? So the, the Kevin is taking the stage, and when Kevin is taking the stage, uh, it's a problem because, you know, it's, uh, it's Kevin. So we really appreciate the fact, well, first of all, Sweatpen Party is, believe it or not, the first international band playing Italy after the quarantine. Yeah, we're doing this in compliance to the current laws in Italy. So actually, what you see here is that we have all the all tables uh, in front of the stage that is right in front of us. And uh, also we have another stage which is electric. And uh, there are lines on the floor to keep distance for people that attend the show. So actually, this is the best we can do at this moment. Of our, we, we try to send a message, a positive message. 
to uh, the people that follow our festival. Yes, That's it. because we can be united even if we cannot hug, even if we cannot pogo, even if we cannot see the show. Because we like, basically, our music is based on the fact of fitting as many people as possible in a small place and the more fun it is. Of course, we cannot do it now. That's and not what's happening not now. The way our festival, we want it to be. But at the same time, we always felt like Raduno was a family reunion, like a sort exactly. of Exactly, so the, the, there's a really positive vibe here now, just because we are seeing each other after so many months. He's right, it absolutely isn't the sexiest award, but it really feels like, I don't think this award will be up next year, because I don't think these streams are going to be out all year. I don't think we'll need it next year, but like he said, it's not sexy, but it was so necessary. I had to do it because of of what how we had to see live shows this year well you know and just you know i i love the power of your positivity natage but really <laughs> i do think you know I, I i need a few more to get me through because i'm not completely confident that we're 100 percent out of the woods reduno wins of course reduno wins reduno is like the greatest punk rock fest ever for us, I feel yeah. like it is. I mean, we we had Insubfest here years mm. ago, and I and now got to Insubfest, and it's one of my, you know, if you know, if I was Doctor Who, I'd hop in my TARDIS and just sort of rush back in time to to Baltimore and and hit up every single one of them for sure. But uh, yeah, Reduno was was a much needed and much appreciated. Uh, event this year for us i was two days literally two days away from booking my flights over um when we all got shut down you know and just everything the world stopped came to a screeching halt and you know you just have to give them a lot of fucking credit over there you know franz and andrea for what they did with reduno and thinking you know you know, just completely devastated, you know, not just by the fact that they couldn't put on their festival this year, but Italy in general, you know, for what was happening there at the time and just the obscene tragedy that just yeah. fell upon them, you know, for, and them, for them to just sort of come together as a community and, and pull this off and bring it to us, not just there in Bergamo in Italy, but worldwide just just shows what the foundation of community and family and music and art you know what it does and yeah. uh, the power that it has and you know congratulations to franz andrea and i'm sorry anybody else that i'm not mentioning involved in putting it together uh but yeah congratulations to you and thank you very very much Absolutely, and I know that's I know it's not just those two, but they're they're sort of the poster boys for it. So yeah. uh, they they get the glory. Share the love, boys. Share the love. <laughs> Make sure you let everybody involved know how much we love and appreciate what you did for us. Um, the cool thing is looking back on Reduno because it was I don't even know when it was July or whatever it was. Um, the cool thing is like how they pulled it off, like the perseverance that that community had. Because look at what the situation where it where it I mean. There's what, no way we could have pulled something yeah. off like this here, you know, <laughs> not happening here. So congratulations to Italy. Congratulations to Reduno um, on the win. It, it's obvious to me. I mean, it was such just a special time, a special event. Yeah. But of course, the nominees, Jason's, 
mm. Kurt Baker, uh, Kepi Gooley, Saturday Mornings with Kepi. How special were those? And of course, T1 Fest. It's a good no, cause. Absolutely, absolutely a good cause, you know, to come together for. And just again, you know, you know, just that whole family community vibe, you know, with mm-hmm. Reduno especially, you know, and T1, you know, both of those. Sure, we're sitting in our living rooms, you know, watching them on our phones or our TVs. But at the time, it really kind of felt like we were all together there. You know what I mean? It, it felt like, you know, you're hanging out, you know, at the fest with your friends, you know, and just the love and, and, and just pride and just fun happiness that we are all able to share together on a worldwide, literally a worldwide stage. Um, was just phenomenal. And, you know, and Kepi, Jesus Christ, Kepi. Yeah. Seriously, you know, could there be a more positive person in the world than Kepi Gooley, you know? (laughs) No. I mean, I have a saying, and, and, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, when in doubt, channel Kepi, because that man just, it's his purpose to just spread love and light and joy to, to all the people around him and beyond and, and, and sort of hoping, you know, I know Kepi's probably got the philosophy. I don't know him personally of, you know, I am spreading this love and joy to you. Take what I give you and spread it forth, you know, to everyone else. And, uh, he's, yeah, he's the granddaddy ghoulie. All right. So next up to present the best duet, one of my favorite punk rock drummers, all the way from Austria. I consider him, I, my new name for him is Santa DeCracus, but uh. you might know him as Mike DeCracus. Well, hello, my dear listeners. Uh, this is Mike from DeCracks. I was asked to present the Dummy Room Award winner in a category Best Duet! Yeah, who doesn't like duets? I enjoy duets a lot. Just think of those classic performances by uh, Sonny and Cher, Frank and Nancy Sinatra, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man, Mario and Luigi, or uh, my personal favorite, Harry and Lloyd. Um, but yeah, uh, this year's nominees are Ben Weasel, Josie Cotton, Turn It Around, Jeff Palmer, Lucy Ellis, Your Face is Weird, The Holy Bee, uh, Meryl Shop, Ox Accelerator from Lone Wolf with After Dark. And the winner is. Jeff Palmer and Lucy Ellis! Woo! Congrats, guys! I like to play guitar, but you play better by
So apparently in Austria, they don't have Bill and Ted or uh, Beavis and Butthead or Wayne and Garth, because how, how do how do one of those three duos um, not make Mike's list? Mike, I think you he needs to run for office. <laughs> you know, seriously, he <laughs> needs to fix this. You need to bring trashy, ridiculous American comedy to Austria, please. I, they have to have it. He knows who I'm talking about. Anyways, yeah, thanks, Mike, uh, for, um, of course, awarding Jeff Palmer and Lucy Ellis the best duet of 2020. Congratulations. Such a cool record. Oh, so good. So, so good. You know, and I think Spawned, too, you know, I'm not, you know, don't quote me on this. I don't know for sure. But, you know, Jeff and Lucy, the first I think I caught wind of uh, of this collaboration was with their um, sort of their, you know, their quarantine, you know, video duets happening um, and just instantly fell in love with it. You know, the just the collaboration between Jeff and Lucy, it, they just play off of each other so well. 
and just so charmingly and the way that, you know, these kind of rough and tumble gruff like punk rockers are able to to really nail down that that, you know, cross genre kind of thing where, you know, they could they could land on, you know, the stage at Grand Old Opry down in Nashville playing this, you know, this <laughs> wonderful, just very, just very authentic, raw, real this sort of I don't even know what you would call it is it is it country folk rock kind of I don't know but you know I don't just, call it that because that sounds terrible yeah it does sound terrible but <laughs> I don't know how to describe it you know but they did it <laughs> you know what I mean and it's and it's wonderful and it, I think it just speaks volume uh to volumes about their you know their talent and their musicianship and yeah, yeah, of course. Jeff and Lucy. Can't yeah. go wrong. Nope, can't go wrong. And of course, nominees, uh, Ben Weasel and Josie Cotton. No one saw that coming. It was it was what we wanted. We didn't know we wanted. Um, of course, Ben, I think Ben kind of, you know, introduced the whole punk rock world to Josie in a way from, you know, 25 years ago with uh, Johnny Are You Queer covering that song. And... Uh, hard to believe that all these years later they do this perfect song together and they just fucking nail it yeah you know i sit and think about you know what might be my favorite song on that record and this one just it 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 just sticks with me it's there for me you know the juxtaposition you know of, of of ben and josie is is delicious his you know his gruff rough you know kind of vocalization and her just completely effeminate and and bubbly personality yeah. coming through in her vocals uh you know it's like oil and vinegar you know you know they're great on their own and you bring them together and it's just mwah, you know delectable so i love that song love 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 and of course meryl and ox from lone wolf meryl was a, of course she was a bat bite and ox was an accelerator and now they're together and it's they're fucking awesome together all forces to be reckoned with, every single one, for sure. Absolutely. Jeff and Lucy probably won because it was, you know, a whole, a big 10-inch. It wasn't mm. just one song on a on a record, you know. Congratulations, Jeff and Lucy. All right, next award. Here we are. The legendary Jason V himself is about to give you a little lesson on the best new artist of 2020. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's me, your best friend in the whole wide world, Jason fucking V from the Jasons. But I'm not here to talk to you about my band. I'm not here to talk to you about horror movies. And I'm definitely not here to talk to you about Lately Sobieski going down on Helen Hunt in some sort of weird inception, youngest self eating out oldest self while Jason 3D sits in the corner and cries through his mask while he eats cheese sticks. Because that's a weird visual and I wouldn't want to put that in your head or have it bouncing around in mine every day. But what I am here to talk to you about is the most important category in the Dummy Room Awards this year and every year. And that's right, I said it. Most important category there is. It's the best new band. 
See, the reason it's so important is because some of you assholes out there sit around listening to Punk Rock Confidential and my brain hurts over and over and over on repeat and you don't want to listen to anything new. You don't want to support any new bands because it's turning into some sort of gatekeeping jackass asshole I only like things that were recorded in the 1990s and sound like shit kind of community and we can't be having that if we're going to keep growing into something new. So I'm here to tell you about the best new bands out there and you need to fucking open your eyes when I say this because it's important. So let's see who the fucking nominees are this year. Alright, and the nominees for best new band. Well, fuck me. I've only heard one of these bands, so uh... Wait, does that mean that I'm a fucking gatekeeper asshole that only listens to two records over and over again while I jack off the pictures of Joey Ramone and talk about how nothing new is gonna ever be as good as that fucking McCracken's 10-inch where they crash the van or whatever? Fuck man, this is too heavy. Maybe it's because I've been sleeping under Cliffy Huntington's bed for the past year. I mean, I can't listen to music under there because he'd know I was living under there. It'd be weird. Freak his girlfriend out, it'd freak him out, and I probably wouldn't get my uh, hashtag Cliffy time. What am I talking about? Anyway, look, I'm just going to read the fucking nominees, and uh, let me break kayfabe here for like two seconds, alright? I'm a fake person. Just like you, your whole family, your politicians, your religious figures, and pretty much everybody else on the internet. And uh, in my spare time, I do like to listen to new bands. But of these three, I've only listened to one. But here's the deal. That one that I listened to actually ended up being one of my favorite releases of this year. So I'm sure these other guys are awesome if they're in the same company as that band. So let's just get to it. The nominees are Capgun Heroes, Zoonoids, and Bad Secret. And like I said, I've only heard one, but that one was awesome. Shout out to all three bands. I'm sure you fucking deserve it. And uh, the winner is the Zoonoids. So, congratulations to the fucking Zoonoids for the hard work and the fucking rad album that they put out this year. And congratulations to all the bands in this category, because check it out, man. In a genre that has the potential to be incredibly stagnant and very cookie cutter at times, you managed to do something really fucking cool that stood out to people enough that they voted for you to be in this category. So everybody fucking wins. And, let's face it, these things are mostly fucking rigged anyways. I mean, when the Jasons were like 12 or 13, man, we did this lip sync contest, and we went as Kiss, so we looked fucking badass. But we lost to some band that went up there and danced around to Ace of Base because this big fat judge said that we didn't, like, rewind our tape or whatever. Well, it really turns out that he was fucking one of their moms, so they got the trophy, we went home with our dicks in our hands. So the real question is, Nate, whose fucking dick is being sucked in this situation? Are the Zoonoids sucking your dick? Are their moms sucking your dick? What, did Bad Secret not suck your dick enough? Did the Capgun heroes not send you enough nudes? I think this whole thing needs to be fucking burned to the ground because we know that Nate is out there getting his dick sucked and nobody's sucking my dick because I'm here recording this bullshit alone. So, fuck the new bands, fuck the old bands, and fuck you, Nate. Fuck this category and fuck the dummy room.
go. My boys from Michigan win it. Zoonoids. Congrats, guys. Right? Not rigged. (laughs) No, of course. Such a cool band. I mean, they came out of fucking nowhere. I mean, they came out of Michigan, which is the definition of nowhere. And um, yeah, and they and they win it. And I couldn't be happier for them. I have got mad love for Michigan. Michigan has, you know, strong, strong scene when it comes to punk rock, garage, what have you. If if anybody knows me, I am, you know, pretty much, you know, a, a Michigan girl at heart. You know, even though I've only ever visited there, you know, um, been there plenty of times, and the scene there is outstanding. And I have to say, though, Zoonoids is not what I expected to come out of of, of good old down home Midwestern Michigan. You know, <laughs> uh, and they did it right out of the gate, full force. You know, with just phenomenal atmosphere. You know, and sound and power to this relative, I don't, I don't know how long they've been playing together, but to come out sounding so polished and so full and just, yeah, stupendous. Great job. Yes, guys. absolutely. Love that band. And the record's out now. I don't know. I don't want to do that, but I'm that guy, I guess the nominees, uh, cap gun heroes out of Chicago, Illinois and bad secret out of Youngstown, Ohio. Both of them could have won it and it would have been cool with me. Of course, uh, bad secret is, uh, yeah, that's Bo Basement. Bo, Bo Basement yeah. from the Suck, and uh, I really like that stuff. It, what the two, the two things that came out this year, like I think in like September and October, so kind of late, but yeah, cool stuff. He's got a cool voice. Absolutely, congratulations to everyone again. And Jason V, I mean, holy shit, what a presentation, huh? I'm not surprised. Yeah, if that man doesn't start, you know, a Saturday morning cartoon for adults, you know. Uh, something's wrong in the world because I am at a point in my life where I could, I could totally dose out on Saturday mornings with Jason V, you know, and his variety show on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Just like, you know what kids, you know, stay in your rooms. Mom needs her coffee. Mom needs her Jason V. This is my time. Yeah. He, what, what a character. Love that guy. Love him. You know, not to undermine it at all, but there wasn't really that many new bands. I don't think this year. But what we got was fucking great. The three that are here are awesome. All right, next award. We're going with Best Split. And here to present it, Mr. Sheboygan, Drew from the Jetty Boys. It's time for... The nominees for the Dummy Room 7-inch split of the year, or whatever inches it requires to be played on a record machine. Our first in this category is Jagger Jolly split with windowsill. Compelling stuff. Saving the genre, and you know it. On Hey Pizza Records, in cooperation with Shield Recordings. Our second nominee 
for split record is Lone Wolf with the Parasites Passport Series 7-inch on Mom's Basement Records. And a final nominee, the Queers with two tens, Cha-Cha-Cha on Prohawk Records. And the winner is... Jagger Holly Windowsill! Yes, scream aloud amongst yourselves. Thank you for tuning in on such relevant information. My name has been Drew, and you have just known who was talking to you. If you want my love, you just gotta ask for it. Jagger Holly windowsill. I told you it's the greatest split ever. These dudes, Jagger Holly windowsill, like how do you talk? Powerhouses in their own right coming together. I mean, how the hell did you fall into that, you lucky bastard? I can tell you how. So I was I was messaging with Marie Nicotine uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, yeah. and uh, we were talking about doing like a, doing a record, you know, doing a windowsill record, and. I said, I think it'd be cool if you guys did a split. And Maureen said, who do you think we should do a split with? And I said, Jagger Holly, first one off the top of my head. And he's like, oh, can't do that. We're working on a 10-inch with him right now. <laughs> oh. 
And it's like instantly like you, you kind of get kind of bummed out and you kind of get excited at the same time. And then he asked me, you know, would you like to, you know, get involved with it? And it's like, um, yes, you don't need to ask that. So yeah, that's how, that's how I got involved with that. And I'm so happy because it is, I mean, even if I didn't put that record out, it's the best split ever, certainly of 2020. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, and we've, you know, said it before, it's like, they, can they even write a bad song? Can Jay write a bad song? No. No, not that I know. <laughs> Can Marine write a bad song? No. no, not that I know of. You know, I haven't heard it yet. You know, it just comes. It just seems to just flow out of their pores or something. You know, they're just walking along the street chewing bubble gum, and a song pops out. Or, you know, it's like, uh, you know, with the Apers, like Kevin Aper says on Live at the El Dorado. You know, he's like, here, you know. I wrote this while I was on the toilet, so it can't be that hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, when does it stop, you know? I mean, amazing. And we're so lucky, so fucking lucky to have dudes like this doing what they do for us, Yeah. Yep. Two of my favorite songwriters and two just great guys. Mm. They're just super nice. Love those yeah. dudes. Absolutely. And, of course, the other guys in the band as well. Love you all. You're all fantastic and you do it together, and that's what makes it great. The nominees, though, we had uh, so we had two splits. I was thinking about this the other day. We had two splits. So we had the queers and the two tens, yeah. and we had uh, lone wolf and the parasites. And to yeah. me, it seems like they somehow they got swapped. Like maybe it should have been the queers and the parasites. Somehow those two bands have never done a split. I don't know how, but it seems like those two would have been good. And I kind of think that the two tens and lone wolf would have been a really good match too. Oh, that's intriguing. Don't you see what I mean? It's like they swapped. And I never thought about that until I was looking at them side by side. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. I I think it's cool how it turned out. So, you know, you know what I'm going to need to do now is I'm going to have to go and listen to the queer side of that split and put it up against the parasite side of that uh, passport uh, series. And then also with, you know, Lone Wolf and Two Tens. Who would side A? Two tens or lone wolf? Um, I think you got to go lone wolf because yeah. it's lone, so that's like one, and oh. two tens is like side two because there's a two in it. Oh, so clever! I know. And then I think uh, parasites queer split would go. Uh, I, I got to go queers oh, on side A. Nothing yeah. against the parasites, but it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know seniority. <laughs> yeah, both those I mean, bands have been around forever yeah, I, I think they could be interchangeable but for sure yeah yeah but two really cool splits as well um congratulations to those to all those bands especially the two tens man because like they're they're, they're like a new band i don't even yep. know i don't know how new they are i know who the guy i know adam bones mm. yeah no. he's he's in the band he plays with josie cotton as well he's a cool guy and uh yeah so congrats no, absolutely. Yes. Congratulations, two tens and, and welcome to my world because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard of them until this split. And I was I was quite impressed, very, very happily impressed with what I heard. So I'm, I'm really hoping to hear more from them on their own for sure. I wonder if two tens means like because it's two people in the band and they're both considering themselves to be tens. Like super hot. That's that's what I'm guessing. Adam, Adam's a good looking dude. Yeah. So 
I'll have to stalk him on the Facebook. There you go. Adam's lady, please. Adam's lady, Adam's gentleman, please don't <laughs> you know kick my ass for saying that. But I appreciate I some hot hotness. I do. I'm pretty sure it's Adam's lady. <laughs> next award. The next award. Oh, we are in for it now. We have got introducing the nominees. A man who knows how to handle a seven-inch himself, Mr. Kevin Aper. Hi, everybody. My name is Kevin Aper. And I'm here to present the Dummy Room 2020 Award Best 7-Inch. Here we go. The nominees are... Manjis with Endless Detention. Teen Idol Stripped Down. D-Cracks Can't Get It Right. Stinking Polecats Self-Titled. And Lucy and the Rats Dark Clouds. And now it gets very exciting. Because the winner is the Teen Idols with Stripped Down. Congratulations, Phil and whoever was in that band. We were friends from the start. We were friends from the start. Idols, like I said, this is not rigged. <laughs> yeah, but a great record, you know. I gotta, I gotta say that this record came out of nowhere. Most mm-hmm. people didn't know they they didn't yeah. expect anything. They weren't even the Teen Idols in 2020 was not on anybody's radar <laughs> except mine. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this was this. These were two songs that were recorded um, back in 2009, I think, and. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a fun little project for them. They just never came out, and Phil offered it to me. And what what are you gonna say? You know, it's Teen Idols. It's a little fuck different. Off, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, you're not gonna yeah. say fuck off, Phil. Yeah, for no, sure. No, no, definitely not gonna say fuck off, Phil. I actually love this record. I, I'm so stoked to be involved with anything Teen Idols. To be involved with the history of that band. Absolutely. I think all the nominees were great. Like Absolutely. really, really great. 
Yeah. I'm just and, really know, with- happy that I won. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't break your shoulder there patting yourself on the back there buddy just kidding very well deserved it was great and like you said it was like you were interested in in a teen idols situation in any format you could get it um and and you know it it came to fruition and fuck god it's so good you know two classic songs you know brought to life and, you know, kind of like with that Lucy Jeff feel, that sort of down-homey, folksy feel, you know, sitting on the porch on a sunny summer day, you know, knee-slapping. And still thoroughly Teen Idols and thoroughly enjoyable. You know, it just, it, it made me smile that, that, you know, not many seven inches can make me smile. That one did. Of course, it went up against stinking polecats who, uh, you know... Yeah, this record, they hadn't been around for a long time either, of course. Tough, Tough's been around a while, and Tough's great. But no, Stinkin' Polecat, somehow this record comes out. Uh, I think the last time they put anything out was probably like 10 years ago too. So they're like they're like Italian fucking legends. And um, I think that record's on like its second pressing now already. So right on. Get, get on it if you don't nice. have it, because those Absolutely. Italians are going to buy them all up, and you're not going to get any. <laughs> No, yeah, that was a very, very pleasant surprise. You know, you know, the, you know, tough, what a tremendous band. And, you know, records I still spin on the regular, you know, just they're, they're in constant rotation here. And to have like, you know, stinking polecats just sort of, sort of like creep up again and say, hey, yo, remember us? What a great surprise. And what, what a great what a great uh, seven inch that was, you know, and, and I think, you know, I think, what is it? The third song I want to say perspective, that song perspective for this year, especially coming from a band out of Italy, just to sort of, you know, just let's put everything all into perspective, you know, like let's, let's reflect, let's look forward. And yeah, just that song hit me really hard and loved it. Just absolutely loved it. And of course we also had, we had the Mangies. Of course. More Italian legends. I don't even know what to say about the Mangies. Everybody loves the Mangies. Of course, they came out with Endless Detention single, which was really cool. And, um, and they birthed a baby, Endless Detention, didn't they? They birthed Craig's baby. Craig's. Congratulations, Craig. Speaking of Australians, we also had Lucy and the Rats, Dark Cloud single. Lucy. I love that song. You know, that might be my favorite song on on the full record, the Get Lucky record. It, it just, uh, well done. Love it. Yes. I will, I will play, you know, I'm, I'm known for sort of, you know, flipping the record quite a few times, you know, if I'm really into it, but not always picking up the needle and putting it back down on a song, but Dark Clouds is a song that I will get up and just go and play over and over again. Love it. Absolutely great. D-Cracks, come on. D-Cracks, you know what? D-Cracks can't get it right, but they do. They always get it right because they're D-Cracks. They do no wrong. I love D-Cracks, and this is a great record. Mm. Alf's on the cover. Alf's I think it's the first. Cover. It's literally the only record I have with Alf on it. Yeah, I, I might say that this is Alf's breakthrough moment. Never known fame yes. as much as he will now that he is glorified in his strung out haze of a decrack seven inch. So my son Miles, at Christmas time, we wanted to watch Elf. And I said, let's watch Elf. 
And he makes a comment like, no, he eats cats. And I'm like, no, that's that's Alf. No, we want to watch Elf. And uh, yeah, cute as hell, of course. Oh, Um, but yeah, so all the great nominees, five, seven inches that all would have been, um, you know, worthy of the number one spot. But only one can. And it is the almighty Teen Idols. Phenomenal. Great job, guys. Congratulations. All right. Next up, uh, we're going to be hearing from um, Franz, Franz from Punk Rock Reduno. He's got a punk rock name, and it's called is uh is Franz Casanova. Did you know Franz that? Casan- no, I did not. Franz yes, Casanova. It, it, talk about a good dude. We'll we'll get into that. But anyways, he's going to be presenting best label. Here we go. Hey, Franz from Punk Rock Raduno here. Well, by now it's official. Music saved 2020. And when I say music, I mean punk rock. Punk rock saved 2020. But who is saving punk rock every day, every year? Well, I tell you, in my opinion, independent record labels and punk record labels. Sometimes we even forget how important they are for keeping this culture alive. And sometimes we underestimate them. Well, they are essential for building up a scene, create connection and give artists a chance. And we all know it's not 95 anymore. You surely don't get rich in releasing and selling punk vinyl. Nowadays, they're all a label of love and you know what that's even better so many hours spent in packaging shipping organizing printing waiting in your local postal office and for those of you who ever experienced that you know that's really a labor of love if you do that so from the bottom of my half and on behalf of myself and why not the world punk community i would like to send out a big thank you to all the record labels still releasing records nowadays it doesn't matter if small it doesn't matter if they release vinyl cassettes cds (laughs) cds and uh, you're all important and you deserve to be the winner in particular, I must say, for those who still support their friends, their favorite uh, bands, and for those who just want to tell someone else, you can do it, I would like to help you releasing your art and uh, to make your dream come true. So, for 2020, the nominees are from United States of America, Mom's Basement. From Austria, Innsbruck, Austria, Monster Zero Records. From Rotterdam, Punk Rock City, the Netherlands, the great Stardom Records. Again, from United States of America, Eccentric Pop, a really great quality label. 
and the newborn, the new record label of the year, Hey Pizza record from our friend Nate. So they all had great years, I must say. They all did a great job, but as the dwarves will say, we must have blood. So we can choose only one and you voted for Mom's Basement Records. Uh, so John Prophet is probably the guy winning the most prizes, uh, competitions, draft that they ever see in my life. He even won the draft of Pancuaco Aduno <laughs> for the leather jacket. But you know what? He totally deserved all this because he really is a sweetheart and he really believes uh, in the power of punk rock and in the power of supporting people and bands. He's always super enthusiastic. He's always working on something. He's always up to help. And uh, not only releasing records, but also promoting other stuff, uh, distributing other labels, releases. Uh, and he's just a, you know, real punk rocker, real devoted and really important for our scene. So, John, well deserved, great 2020, thank you so much uh, and please don't stop because we need you in 2021, probably even more. Thank you. Let's go.
Okay, I'm really glad I didn't win that because A, I'm not <laughs> deserving, and it would have been the third one in a row that I won. So I'm really, really happy I didn't. But um, absolutely, mom's basement. Yes, indeed. Thank you, John, for knocking me down a few pegs. Um, we needed <laughs> that tonight. Um, but yeah, just phenomenal, you know, year for John. A fantastic amount of of records, new releases, reissues, what have you. And you know, he's just a stellar overall human being. And you know, for what he does for the scene and the bands and the music and the fans is. It's just, it's much appreciated, um, you know, mom's basement. And he's also, you know, he's another one, you know, he's, he's searching out those new artists and those new bands and trying to give them a leg up with, you know, cellar dwellers and everything. Yes. So he's sort of, you know, and of course that, that Christmas party, another, you know, live stream that sort of, you know, made us all feel like we we're at a party together again, you know, just exactly what we need in this year. So he pushed all the buttons, man, and he certainly he scored for sure. Absolutely. Congratulations, John. Super nice dude. Next year, fuck, you know, I can't even say I think I can take him next year. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to beat that fucker try, next year. But, he's got, but he's got I know what he's got coming up. up his sleeves, absolutely. And it's like, ah, I can't, I can't beat those. So <laughs> I, I might be able to beat him. I'll try. You know what? It's the healthy competition. I love it because it only means that there's going to be more fantastic music for, you know, fans like me, you know, and, and to, to listen to. So, you know what? Step up your game, mom. It's going to get Nate to step up his game and it's going to get, you know, you know, Stefan, you know, his game is up there, but something tells me he's got a little more pep in his step too. So let's go boys. All these labels, they're all run by good dudes. John, of course, runs Mom's Basement. Stefan, uh, Kevin from Monster Zero, and Travis from Eccentric Pop. They're all super nice guys, and um, they're all great at what they do. They're all deserving of it. I'm kind of surprised. Well, I shouldn't say I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of irritated that Striped Records wasn't oh, on this shit. because, oh, my God, Striped, it my was like it was, was their year. Striped. I had them on there. They, I, was, I was all for Striped, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. so then in the, the top five for they sure they completely got fucking hosed but whatever um anyways yeah but all the labels are great we've talked about all these labels so much um we love them uh but yeah super congratulations to uh john at mom's basement and um john and trisha at mom's basement sorry absolutely John was, uh, he was training, he was doing some, you know, job training this year and he was like yeah. gone for weeks, yeah. yeah, weeks at a time. And I know Trisha was running the show, like she was going to the mail, the, to the post office and packing everything up. So, so she's definitely a part of that label. Absolutely. Takes a good woman, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no offense, John, just kidding. But Trisha definitely deserves the kudos as well there when it comes to mom's basement for sure. All right, next award. All right, here to Serenata with the best male vocal of 2020, Mr. Dirtbike Adam himself. Take it, Adam. Hello, listeners. This is Adam Raybuck, a.k.a. Dirtbike Adam of Dirtbike Annie, a.k.a. Julius Buck, 
of the Impulse International, Mutant Pop, Dirt Nap Records, Stable of Stars. Okay, I am here to introduce the nominees of the Best Male Vocal category. Now, the nominees are as follows. Perry Leanhouts of the Travoltas, Simon Backen of the Giant Eagles, and Morton Henriksen of the Yum Yums. Hey, interesting fact, the Yum Yums just had coolest song in the world a few weeks ago on Underground Garage. So, hey, everybody's a winner, right? Okay, now, the winner of Best Male Vocal goes to... Perry Leanhouts of the Travoltas. Oh, baby, he's got what I need.
before we get into congratulating Perry, um, I got to say that how cool was it that Dirtbike Adam was involved with this? No, it's super, super sweet surprise, blast from the past, you know, to, to have Adam involved and reminisce, you know, sort of when I saw, you know, Dirtbike Adam, you know, Adam Marie Buck was going to present this award. I was like, oh, we need more Dirtbike Annie in our lives, don't we? Absolutely. And that's where I was going. But I just thought it was so cool that the guy who is, you know, at least partially responsible for the greatest full length that came out on Mutant Pop Records. Mm. How cool was it that he's involved with the show? Yay! Yes. So, but yeah, back to Perry. Perry Lanehouts. Did I get it right? I got it right, didn't I? Got it right. Yeah. Oh, God, that's that's unbelievable. First take. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's he's the man with the magic voice. He's one of the nicest fucking dudes too. I swear. It's like when you can sing that good, you don't have to be that nice. But he is. So. No. <laughs> well, you do kind of. We we like. I don't care how good you are. If you're not nice, fuck off. You know well, exactly. But, but Perry is. You know, he's another one of those guys. He's the whole package, you know, not, you know, not just, you know, singing and writing music for his own bands, you know, and everything. But, you know, he's he produces, you know, yes. he, he he's this overall, you know, another really great guy that we're really fortunate, you know, to have in this I don't know, scene, so to speak. But yeah, what a voice. What a voice. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was my choice. He's such a he's got such a great voice, but of course the nominees, we had a lot of nominees in this one. Yeah, but, um, the final nominees, of course Simon from Giant Eagles and Morton from the Yum Yums, and you can't go wrong with either one of them. No, absolutely not. Morton and 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 Perry actually were were going toe to toe for me for sure. You know they they went toe to toe in the voting. I will reveal that. It Mor- Perry that did not walk away with this one. Ooh, a nail biter, huh? A nail biter, yeah. And it's it's nice to see, you know, and Simon in there as well. You know, the giant, you know, giant eagles don't, you know, this year they've gotten a lot of attention, but they kind of like, you know, kind of started to fall off there for a while, and then poof, second landing arrived, and and we were reminded of just what you know what a great talent Simon is as well. So you know, congratulations to Morton, Simon, and Perry, of course. Uh, everybody again stacked deck right there uh next one let's move on uh let's move on to the best female vocal right so here to uh present that is cody templeman from of course teenage bottle rocket and lillington's This is Cody from Teenage Bottle Rocket here to present Best Female Artist of 2020. The nominees are Lucy Ellis, Haley Kane, and I hope I say this right, Meryl Shop. And the winner is, drumroll please, Lucy Ellis. Congratulations. Now maybe you'll add me as a friend on Facebook. Who's watching out for her? Who's gonna 
congrats to Lucy. And and Lucy, you gotta hit up Cody on Facebook. Come on. It's a Cody. Real it's Cody. Girl. It's Cody from the fucking Lillingtons. Dude's a legend. <laughs> if Lucy's Cody a legend. Has to bag, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're all doomed. Yeah, but how great is her voice? Oh, just like floating on a cloud. I mean, is that cheesy to say? It's very cheesy, but I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> pretty accurate. You just close your eyes and you listen to her sing and, and you do. You just get carried away. You know, it, it's like she just lets you drift off and fall into the lyrics of, of the music and tell a story. And I love her. You know, she just she does it and she does it great. And she deserves this completely. Absolutely. You know, what's cool about Lucy is, of course, she was a spazzy, but how <laughs> close like she sounds like Cat, and it's like when I go back and I listen to the Spazzies now, it's like thank what's you that? for saying thank you for saying that because I I honestly like will will sit there and I'll listen to the Spazzies and I'll be like uh, I don't know who's singing but it's great. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like I kind of wanted to ask her when she was on. I was like, did you sing this or this or or what? But but yeah, they both have. Of course, they're sisters. They have this. They have the same great fucking voice. Twin and, sisters, um, right? I think so. I don't know. But they're both great, and uh, Lucy's still still a rock and roller. Of course, Lucy was she was in the D Cracks too, so which is crazy that you can you can have you know you can be in the Rats and have this 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 beautiful sound, and then you can also play with still still get down with D Cracks and just completely rock out. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, in in great range, you know, and do what she did, you know, not only with Lucy and the Rats, you know, and Jeff and the D Cracks and what have you. It just you know, just goes to show you, you know, the, the talent that's behind it all in the powerhouse, the powerhouse that she really is. Yeah. You know, great range. And another one with great range is, you know, Haley, Haley and the Crushers. She was another nominee, you know, and Haley, you know, just, I just adore Haley. You know, she just sort of brings you back into that sort of retro go-go's world, you know, um, and she, she can belt it out and she can lilt it out and she can, you know, you can just wisp, 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 and then just boom, knock you out. Yes, uh, Haley has. She is a completely rare talent. She has. She has such a great voice. She's a great songwriter. She's a great guitar player. Um, of course, Haley and the Crushers just—they make great music. Keeps it real, you know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no pomp and circumstance, you know, aside from that glorious hair. When it comes to Haley, she's, you know, she's <laughs> real deal. Yeah, I hope there's some. I think there's something new coming. Like, I, I, I there's something going on with with Haley and the Crushers. I don't know what it is. She has not told me, but no, she did she's say another one. She's such a tease. Yeah, she like, she has told me that something is happening. Something mm-hmm. cool is happening. I kind of have an idea what it is, but I don't know exactly. Um, I have a good guess, and I think my guess is right. Well, well, I'm excited to hear all about it when it happens, you know, Yes. But good for her, you know, for keeping that power and keeping that control and just knowing how to just sort of, like I said, just tease it out and just like make us want more. So she's the whole package. And then, of course, there's Meryl. Meryl. And Meryl was, you know, of course, she's in Lone Wolf and she was in the Bat Bites. Yeah, just just a great fucking voice. Oh, my great God. Voice with so much power and soul behind her. You know, you know, with the bat bites and, and, and everything else as well, you know, just just the raw, authentic emotion that comes across in her lyrics, 
and for her to be able to deliver it in, in such a strong, soulful way. Um, well-deserving. Absolutely. And, and all three of these, these ladies can definitely play. I mean, they're all players. Obviously Lucy, Lucy was, she's a great musician, but to keep up with D cracks, she could play with the boys. Haley is an awesome guitar player and Meryl. I've seen, I've never seen her play live, but I've seen videos. She's fucking great. And she's, uh, she's fantastic live. And I will tell you what she comes across live. Like I said, that was the last show I I'd seen before, you know, COVID killed us all, you know, when it comes to going to shows and everything, I was thoroughly impressed, you know, because it takes a lot, you know, to be able to, to come across just as well and as fluid and solid and smooth live as you do on a record. And, and Meryl does that and, and, and super sweet, super sweet person. You know, they all were, it's a lovely, lovely woman. You know, and I, I, I do have to say that the first time that I have ever, first and only time that I've ever drinking that, you know, that trendy little white claw seltzer, Meryl offered me a sip of hers, <laughs> and I, you know, which was very, very sweet of her to do. Yeah, but I don't even know good, what that is. It's like, you know, it's like those, you know, kind of like, remember Zima? It's like, no, I know what it is. I've, I've seen it. Like I've seen a people post yeah. about it and stuff, but I don't, yeah. I've, nah, not my thing. That, you know, that's just going to be my claim to fame. I'm going to die, you know, as the girl that Meryl gave her first sip of White Claw to. And hey, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. So again, congrats to, to all, the, all the ladies. And of course, Lucy, don't forget, hit up Cody. All right, so we're at the end. We're almost at the end. We have two awards left. Two. So this is, this is album of the year time. What a stressful situation this was, huh? Yeah, so album of the year, um, we got um, the one and only Rev Norb from Green Bay, Wisconsin, from Boris the Sprinkler. He is going to be presenting the album. I feel like maybe we should intro him as him. What do you think? Do you, can you do a Rev Norb imitation? I don't think that I could ever take enough amphetamines to, <laughs> to, to, to reach the level of uh, of Norbness that I would need to achieve. Why don't you give it a go, Mr. Wisconsin? You know, I am from Wisconsin, but it is not a Wisconsin thing. He is, I, I don't think I can. I fumble, I talk slow and I fumble my words. So I don't know how the hell I could say something really fast. I talk fast. I never shut up. I'm, I'm very Norb-like in, in that way, but uh, yeah, I cannot, the, the, he's interplanetary, you know. <laughs> yeah. The almighty. Reb Norb. So here to introduce the best album of 2020 is Reb Norb. There you go. This is Reverend Norb, friend to all mankind, with the nominees for Best Album of 2020, the funkiest year on record. The nominees are as follows, Screeching Weasel with Some Freaks of Atavism, Giant Eagles with Second Landing, The Manges with Punk Rock Adio, The Livermores with The Livermores, and Neon Bone with Make It Last. And your winner is, for Album of the Year 2020, Screeching Weasel, Some Freaks of Atavism. Isn't that something?
There you go. Screeching Weasel. Takes it. Rigged. Not rigged. That is such a good album. I've said it before. I think, I seriously, I think it's the third, that's three, third mm. greatest Screeching Weasel album behind uh, yeah. My Brain Hurts and Anthem. Yeah. I, I love this record. It's still good. No, it, no, it's fantastic. And I love it as well. And I cannot wait to get my copy um, of it on vinyl for sure because uh, <laughs> yeah, whole, guess what? my Spotify playlist is getting a little fucked up there. Um, listening to it over and over again but yeah solid solid album you know well produced well done again like i said you you got josie cotton you can't go wrong you know well absolutely but you got ben weasel and he did he did not go wrong on this record and i myself like you have not received the record in the mail still i don't know how craig craig in fucking australia got it i don't know how this happens but yeah I don't know what Craig's got going on. He's stroking something and he's stroking it well, but I need this record and for him to have it in Australia. (sighs) Yeah. Fuck you, Craig. I love you. So um, let's talk about the nominees because the nominees were, uh, they were equally, almost equally as good, you know, and actually uh, Giant Eagles. That's the first one we're going to talk about. Giant Eagles album was so fucking good. That was, (sighs) I had trouble with, with yeah, three I had records. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Giant Eagle's album is, that was a really close one, by the way. This is the one that came down to almost the tiebreak. Yeah, I believe it. Absolutely. And we had so many. Like that Giant Eagle's album, like you said, you know, I, I honestly can't remember who I picked finally. I think, I'm pretty sure I picked Giant Eagle's as my final. Um, when I, we voted a few times on this just to narrow it down because there were so many. And, you know, that's just another record that I am continuously going back to. It's in constant rotation here. And, you know, who would have thought that I could love a song, you know, Anaconda? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know <laughs> I, that is like an anthem for me. I, I, will, I will start the record on side B to start with Anaconda. And then, of course, you know, I'll play it several times, you know, after that. But, uh, yeah, such a great record. Love it. How about Neon Bone? Neon Bone. Make It Last. Such a good record. Can he do wrong? No, he can't. I don't know. He he, he is a special talent as well. Yeah, just and just a fun and enthusiastic guy. Not, you know, what, but not he brings his talent to us in just such a fun, unique way. That you cannot help but just want to get up and dance and sing along and be happy. And, you know, congratulations to him for sure. And, of course, Italian punk rock veterans, the Mangies. Such a great album. Uh, What can you say? I mean, you know, legendary doesn't even really feel sufficient enough, you know, when you're talking about the Mangies. It's, you know... What a great album. And I was actually, you know, really, you know, not expecting, you know, to be as blown away, you know, by it as I was, you know, for them to to continue with the same kind of energy and the vibe that they've had going with just that, you know, and, and you've said it before, you know, they've got a formula and they stick to it and and it works for them. But they kind of stepped out of that formula a little bit with you know, and I'm going to totally admit Tootsie Roll, my favorite song on the record. 
And, you know, I, I'm, I'm big into that whole glam kind of garagey glam kind of vibe, you know, and, and it's just, you know, got that it's, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's like the Mangies and Judah had a baby and out popped a Tootsie roll, you know? <laughs> so I was like, makes perfect sense because I guess, you know, the guys from Judah like produced it or mixed it or yeah, put it together. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, Tootsie Roll. Love it. Yeah, so before we get into the the last nominee. Can we talk about how many albums there were though? For, there were. For do you want me to list do you want me to list them off? I think you should, because I think everybody deserves to be recognized for this year. This fucked up, shittiest shit fuck fucks of a year. You know what? Anybody, you put something out for us to to, to enjoy and to listen to and get us going. Nate. Let's fucking talk about it. This is not in order. This is, and I'm not going to name off the albums, <laughs> but these are the bands that we we considered. They all put out albums in the uh, in the appropriate time frame. And here we go. Uh, besides what I've mentioned already, Lucy and the Rats, Mega Drive, that uh, the synth pop oh, disorder, great album. Uh, Proton Packs, Kurt Baker, which came out late, but man, that record's really good. Mm. Um, Yum Yums. I mean, how good is that? You got we got a Yum Yums album, oh man, Seriously. and it's like probably their Yum best Yum. one. Yeah, you know what? But the Yum Yums, you know, like I said earlier, you know about Kepi, you know, uh, go to Happy, you know, when in doubt, channel Kepi. Why not throw a little Yum Yum in it as well? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and and, love and con- love, love, love. continuing on with the legends, how about the Huntingtons? Mm. Uh, Japanese legends, Socho Pistons. Um, Socho Pistons, fastest drummer in the world, right? Absolutely. That guy's, he's a machine. Hit it, drum machine. Um, the Budweiser's, Dark Thoughts, The Prom Dates, The Queers, Rico Belli's, Scullington's, Bad Secret, Night Sobs, Putts, Pad Vermin, Haley and the Crushers, Jeff Rosenstock, uh, Raging Nathan's, 37's, uh, The Sewer Rats, <laughs> The Hawaiians. I mean, how do the how do the Hawaiians drop this far on the list because they're so right. great? But like I said, I'm not saying them in order. Um, Helen Love, mm. and the last one on the list that we had to vote for was, and it made the final top five, and it was the Livermores. Yeah. Which this album, oh my God, this album is so good. It came out late late last year, but it, we didn't cheat. It came out in December, yep. and exactly. um, this 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 record hit. It was a surprise. Because I'd heard the singles and I wasn't in love with that band. They were okay, you know. I thought that oh, they're cool. This album hit and it was like, like a fucking truck. And yeah. it was so good. And we, you know, I said it right away. This was one of my favorite records, and they became my favorite Italian band. You know, Instant. newer band instantly. And yeah, perfect, perfect record. It's just it starts and it goes. It's like the teenage bubblegums. It's like. They, mm. they get wound up and you just let them go and they fucking play and then it's over and it's it's like what what the hell happened you know like you yeah. got to listen to it four times minimum just to kind of take it all in oh for sure you know absolutely i was blown away by it as well and you know again another just like a lot of the nominees like that we have in all of these categories tonight that livermore's record deserves to be where it is and definitely you know, a top contender for me. Absolutely. You know, and I think I actually waffled between Giant Eagles and, and Livermore's for sure. And just had to bite the bullet, 
to be quite honest, you know, it's like I had to make up my mind one way or the other. And but I just adore that Livermore's record. And I'm so thankful that we were able to get that record, um, especially considering, you know, this past fucking fucked up year that can just fuck off. You know, the Livermore's, you know, they they gave us another piece of, of, of happiness and we can't ever, ever thank them enough for that. I have to thank the committee for not fucking this up, for you guys not fucking up <laughs> on making sure the Livermores oh. made the final nomination. You know, and I have, you know, and I have some friends that were voters who said to me, yeah, Livermores, yeah, right away. I, you know, that was probably the one band that I had heard, you know, from people say, you know, yeah, that's, that's my pick for sure. Yes. Yes. And, um, and of course this year sucked, right? Ugh. This sucked. And of course we heard the news, um, you know, this year, earlier this year about the, um, the tragic passing of, um, Manu from Nisba from Livermore's and, um, absolutely heartbreaking. I never met the guy, but no. I feel like I know, I feel like I, I feel like I should have known this guy. And I feel like if I had known this guy, I would have loved this dude because Everybody talks about this guy like he was, you know, they all adore him. And yeah. apparently like he's guy could... that you can just walk up to and just like instantly say, hey, what's up? And like instant hug. You know, you can just feel the just the the the, the compassion and the warmth and the love that's being, you know, said about him. You know that it had to come from him as well for people, you know, to feel that so passionately about him and his legacy for sure. Yes, and and I've heard from several people that this guy could talk about punk rock like all night long. Like that's what he loved to talk about. So I, I feel like I would have got along with him pretty well, you know. I mean, it was like that's what I like doing. That's what he likes doing. And uh, yeah, the the just the the world lost uh, lost a great one, and um, he leaves behind he leaves behind an album that is bulletproof, and every time. I listen to this this every time I hear any Livermore song, I think of that dude with his baseball hat on and his legs spread out just rocking out. I can't help it. It's just like he's just ingrained in my head now every time I hear him. That punk rock stance, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um here to um kind of you know, memorialize him a little bit on this on this show is um Andrea from I Buy Records. Hello Nate. Hello, Damirun people. This is Andre from Abai Records, Radmonds, Volkov, and a few more useless bands. Well, thanks for letting me be part of this episode. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I'm glad to hang in the Damirun. Today I'm going to remember with you a few memories about Manu Livermore and his last band, The Livermore. So, first time we met was May of 2016. During the previous months, we tried to set up a show together, but we couldn't make it until Pepe and Manu invited Radbones to headline a little festival they organized every year in their, in their hometown in a super cool skate park. I remember he was a little late, but he arrived speeding off on his skateboard, stopped in front of me and said, Hey, I'm Manu, but you can call me Nisma. Nice to meet you. Wow. We spent the whole day before and after the show talking about punk rock. 
if you know me, you know I love to talk about music, but it was too much even for me. He wanted to know everything about me, my bands, including the very old ones, the label. He really fed with punk rock. What really impressed me that day was the big, big admiration he had for everybody doing something for the scene, including me. To be honest, I don't think I deserve it. But I knew it was his true opinion because this was Manu. Always true and honest, no matter what. Another moment I would like to share with you is related to the Livermore's album, and it's a funny one. After many months of waiting, the pressing plant did its job, and the LPs were finally ready. Once the guys received their copies, Manu called me and said, Hey Andre, we have a problem with the LPs. What? The first track, Copacabana, plays faster. It should be slower. Manu, I just played the record and it's perfect. What do you say? Trust me, it's too fast. Man, I don't know. Maybe it's your turntable. Try with another one. You guys know what he did. He unsealed all the copies, played and timed the A-side for all of them just to realize that only Copacabana is playing faster for a few seconds than the other songs. So, if you got an unsealed copy, so you finally know why. Because this was man, a bit crazy and precise, no matter what. Four years of friendship are not that much, but they could seem a lifetime when you ride the same wave. We really played many times together, we supported each other and we only had good times. I really have tons of great memories related with Manu and the Livermore so that I could share with you guys. But definitely my favorites are related to the latest two shows we played together. It was a weekend out in Switzerland. First show was in Zurich and we ended up playing in a bar where basically people came in, watched around 30 seconds of the show, no matter which band was playing, going in a back barrier and then leaving. I guess at least 100 people came in that night, but just 5 or 6 people were really interested in the show. It was all very suspicious. I was a bit pissed about it. How is possible the people leave the club so quickly? I don't care about playing in front of 5 people. But did we really start that much? Well, Manu ended up realizing somebody was selling drugs in the club and the show was just a coverage for it. Oh man, we laughed so much about that after the show. We also had an open bar for all the nights, so we drank all the, bar, uh, all the beers in the club. We were a nice crew after all. The day after, we played in Basel. I remember we were trying to find a hot spot on the way to Basel just to listen to the new Huntington's album. Manu was so excited about it. Anyway, we didn't know what to expect from this show, considering the day before, but once we loaded in the gear, we had the feeling it would be a great night, you know. And trust me, it was a wild night. The venue was packed, the beers were cold, and the Livermore's and Radbones and ended up together singing to their romance for a crazy crowd totally out of control. 
man, uh, I never expected that would be the last time we shared the stage together, but I can tell you that there wasn't a better way to end our story as bands. I won't tell you all the details about what happened after the show, but I can tell you that I slept in the van to take care of the gear and be reminded it was January in Switzerland. The guys literally closed the venue with the owner at 7 a.m. We left Switzerland uh, 10 minutes later. It's already four months now that Manu is no longer with us and I still can't believe it. I feel too much pain when I think what happened to him. We had many plans to accomplish, many shows to play together, many albums to release and finally make, make his dreams come true to tour USA and Canada. And yeah, uh, I, I would have to manage at Livermore's, despite that I always said that I couldn't make it. I don't consider myself a veteran, but it's already been many years that I'm in the scene, whatever it means nowadays. I have seen and met lots of people along my way, but I can tell you two things that are true for sure. One, despite that I friendly used to call Man Ambiguous because he liked the fucking Manzingers and all those shitty hardcore bands, he was a true punk rocker. True to the bones. Two, he was a super talented musician, one step ahead of most of us, but he was also a bright soul, definitely one of the best people I ever met in my life. I'm really glad we had the chance to cross paths even for a few years. The party's over, but the Ravon Club is still there for him. Ciao. All right, there you go. You know, right there. I mean, it just goes to show that this guy, this guy was loved. And uh, he had a lot of friends, and um, I wish I wish I would have been one of them. You know, I think we would have got along. I think he was probably one of the coolest dudes that there were. No, absolutely, and and you know, and just to add on to that, you know, obviously the outpouring of love um, for for this man who, like I said, far too soon and far too tragically, that was taken away from us. The the, the love and 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 friendship that has been shown to him and his family speaks volumes about his character and who he must have been as a man and how lucky that we were to have him grace, you know, our lives, even just, you know, even just for, you know, a half an hour on, on a, on a slab of vinyl or what have you. It's, it's tremendous. He leaves behind an incredible legacy that will continue to listen on, you know, for, for many years to come. And as, as sad and as tragic as his passing is, you know, we have that, that sort of peace with us to know that, you know, we can turn to the Livermores and his, his spirit continues on. And we, we owe it to him to carry on with that spirit as well, for sure. Absolutely. And and also, um, Chad Chad Schick from the Covert Flops, um, his mom passed away this year. Oh, so. Chad, my condolences. I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, and that was announced on the um, on the mom's basement uh, Christmas party thing, and I just wanted to mention it here, um, Debbie Schick. So um, my condolences to to them, and of course my friend Kevin Kalen, who started the show tonight from Mulligan Stew. His brother Scott, who I used to go down there and uh, and uh, you know I used to drive down to Rockford just to go out with those guys and uh, just go out and fuck around and get wrecked, and and uh, we used to. Uh, yeah, I used to stay at their house, and uh, unfortunately, Scott passed away uh, back in February, I believe it was, and um, super nice guy, like, you know, only met him, like, maybe hung out with him, like, I don't know, a dozen times or so, at least, but... Uh, but he made he an was, impression, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was just, just, just like a party dude, you know? <laughs> I mean, every time I was around him, you know, it was just, yeah, it's just a cool guy, and uh, I remember one time, uh, I think we were, we were at, like, a bar... And or we were we were going to a bar. We're in Rockford, Illinois, by the way. So oh, this isn't home this isn't trick. fucking <laughs> home. Of, yeah, yeah, home of cheap chick. But uh, it's not paradise by any means. But um, <laughs> we stopped at this you know this sort of a uh, gas station to pick up cigarettes. And uh, we went in and and I think Scott was pretty drunk. And um, he was like, "Okay, don't look at anybody. Don't say anything. <laughs> you know, go in low key." And I'm like, "Fuck, dude." I'm like. This looks pretty sketchy, you know, and we go in there and uh, I think this was the only time too that I was ever like just with him and not Kevin. It was really weird. But anyway, so we we're in this gas station and out of nowhere, Scott, who who's drunk, just starts just starts talking really loud to people. He's like, what's up, dude? And he's and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What's this low profile shit you were talking about? You know, <laughs> he's but, yeah, it was... party because he didn't want you to like, you know, outshine him apparently because he had plans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was like I look back on that moment like it's just kind of funny, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's condolences to the to the Kalen family love, and uh, love and peace and strength to everybody for sure. Yes. And so here we are to end the show um, with with something. I had to do the Lifetime Achievement Award because all the award shows have them. And um, I immediately thought, well, that's boring. You know, we got to call it something cool. Right. And of, of course, I had to I had to turn to uh, Italian punk rock veterans, the Mangies, and I had to had to name it Punk Rock Veteran. The 2020 Punk Rock Veteran Award deservedly goes to Dan Schaefer, a.k.a. Dan Vapid. Take all the time you want Take all the time you need If you follow your heart I know what the answer will be I know all of is true It is plain to see I take great pride in saluting the 2020 Punk Rock Veteran of the Year, if not the Millennium, Dan the Animal Vapid.
This is Stefan from Stardom. We're talking about Dan Vepid, right? That guy is a true legend. Just look at his body of work. Three full decades of super solid records. Who can say that? Not just in punk rock, but in music in general. There's really not that many people whose songs have been of such a high quality over, over such a long period of time. I mean, his consistency is really incredible. Then he's really turning into the Tom fucking Petty of pop punk. Hey, this is Justin from Batfoot and the Remingtons. I just want to send a huge congratulations to Dan Vapid on his Punk Rock Veteran Life Achievement Award. Absolutely everything Dan does turns to gold. So thanks so much for the endless inspiration, mate. Thanks for the tunes and please never stop. Cheers. This isn't easy for me to do. I keep holding back and I don't know why. I still have Hi, this is John and Trisha from Mom's Basement Records, and we'd like to congratulate Dan Vapid on winning the first ever Lifetime Achievement Award on the Dummies. Dan has been hard at work for over 30 years crafting some of the best punk rock songs in our little scene. You can pick any of the bands that he's written songs for, and they're always going to be a smash hit. Whether it's Sludgeworth, Screeching Weasel, The Riverdales, The Methodines, The Moops, and so forth. All are legendary bands. And Dan has been an integral part of each of these bands, whether it's writing songs, playing guitar, or bass. I can't really think of anyone that's uh, this much of a shoo-in for this award. Um, thank you, Dan, for all of the joy that you have brought so many of us over the years. You're everyone's favorite beer-pounding punk rocker who has the voice of an angel. Here's the many more. Cheers. Congrats, Dan. Dan, this is Travis from Eccentric Pop Records. Just wanted to congratulate you on the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, both Nicole and I at the Eccentric Pop HQ couldn't think of a person who deserves it more. Uh, from doo-wop tunes to straight punk rock to power pop, we really can't think of another songwriter who so consistently puts out great, great music. Uh, thank you for all your contributions to a genre that... I know everybody's listening to this award show certainly holds very dear to their heart. And uh, thank you for, oh man, at this point, I've been listening to your tunes for close to 30 years, which is pretty fucking wild. Anyways, man, congratulations on the win and keep on pumping out the tunes and we're going to keep listening. All right. Thanks, man. Oh, 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 I need you now But I don't, I need 
Hey, hey, Mike from the Huntington's here. You know, I find it kind of impossible to think that you could be a songwriter in a punk rock or pop punk or Ramones core band, you know, whatever label you want to slap on that, you know, who genuinely values strong, solid melodies without having Dan Vapid way up high on your list of influences. And I mean like way, way up high. Um, just brilliantly crafted songs and just makes the delivery of each one of them just seem completely effortless. Uh, without a doubt, just a total master of that craft for sure. Uh, so yeah, Dan Vapid, way, way up there. Hey, this is Simon from Dan Vapid and the Cheats and the Methadones. Dan Vapid, yep, they broke the mold when they made this guy. Um, just an insane talent when it comes to those really sharp pop sensibilities being mixed with, you know, that Ramonesy punk rock uh, style that we played for for years. Um, you think back to, you know, early bands of Dan's like Sludgeworth. He was writing songs like Someday when he was 18 or 19 years old uh, and you know they, they still hold up today just just unbelievably talented um, and also a fucking great guy. <laughs>
There you go. Dan Vapid. Can't go wrong. Absolutely deserves it. Dude is awesome. Seriously, I, I'm speechless. I, I, you know, for all of the words that I have <laughs> for Dan Vapid and, and just personally for what he's he's brought to my life, um, I'm speechless, <laughs> you know? Congratulations, Dan, and thank you for what you do. Thank you for the history that you've given us. And, um, of course, hopefully the future that you're going to bring to us, um, very well deserved. Um, this man and his music has meant so much to me, you know, and lyrically just the eloquence and the raw emotion that he puts forth in his lyrics that they, I think they hit a chord and absolutely no pun intended hit a chord with, with everyone. We can all relate to it on some level, he, you know, from the methadones to the Riverdales, screeching weasel, the cheats, mopes, noise by numbers, sludge. I mean, come on now, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man needs a nap. He's, 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 he's fantastic and just humble and down to earth and real and, and, and honest with his emotions. It's, it's, it means a lot to me when you can feel that honesty and that truth and, and just like I said, the poetry and eloquence of it. So Dan, congratulations again. I can never thank you enough for what you've brought to us. Dude's catalog is unbelievable. Any of those bands alone is great. I mean, Sludgeworth, they didn't have a lot of output, all great stuff. Um, you think of the Mopes, you know, like one actual album and it's, it's fucking great. And, and then, you know, you deal with Screeching Weasel, obviously he wasn't the main guy in Screeching Weasel. So you don't even need to talk about them. So you skip Screeching Weasel, you go right to the Riverdales. Holy shit. Five albums. He sang half of the shit and it's wonderful. And then of course, Methadones, <laughs> which, oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. And then the cheats. And it's like, he's still going and in going, he's like that fucking bunny. He just keeps going. And he's a nice dude, and yeah. I'm so happy he won. Um, he had competition, and the competition oh. was stiff, and it was great. And I kind of, I, I kind of saw it trending towards him with the voters and stuff, and I was, I was pretty happy for him because, I mean, the first Dummy Room award show, punk rock veteran, you know, Dan Vapid. It has to be Dan Vapid. No doubt, and. You know, we did, like you said, there were a lot of great contenders and, you know, I don't have it right in front of me, um, but, you know, we we could have made a, um, a case for any one of those people on that list. We had, you know, we had Mass Giorgini, we had Kevin Aper, Andrea Manges, uh, Ben Weasel, who else, Nate? You know, Joe Queer. Joe Queer. And, you know? and Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank Kepi. Kepi was on the list. Kepi was on the list, yeah. yes. And there was a criteria um, for, 20, for it. 25 it years. 25 years. Um, and just just the pool of, of, of nominees that, that we had to pick from. It's like all of these, all of these nominees were, were just, they, they are just complete, absolute legends in their own right and could have, you know, you know, we could have made a case for any one of those dudes, but Dan Vapid, yeah, he, he just speaks across, you know, so many levels. Um, yep. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for Dan and what he does. 
So congrats, Dan. Congrats to all the winners. Special, special thanks to all the presenters, um, all the people that helped make it happen, all the voters. Um, I'll probably be uh, hitting you up next year. So, <laughs> um, I know we, we, we've sold you up quite a bit tonight, Nate, but we can never thank you enough for, for pulling this idea out of your ass as you sit there. You know, ideas run through your head and say, <laughs> boom, I'm doing this. And you do it. And full steam ahead, you, you managed to pull it all together in literally just a matter of a couple of weeks. Um, and, 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 and thank you, Nate, you know, for, for giving us a reason to, to, to celebrate a year that otherwise fucking sucked, to be quite honest. But if there was one good thing about this year, it was the music, you know, yeah. and, and, and the music, the punk rock music that we were able to enjoy um, in all of these different categories. It, yeah. So thank you. Thank you to you. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And I just, I, you know, it's awesome that we, uh, we get to celebrate. It's such a shitty year, but we get to celebrate all this great music and um, yeah, just, just happy that we had so many awesome fucking albums and records and just cool shit happen this year, you know, musically speaking. And, 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 you know, I was super excited, you know, to like go through it all when it was coming right down, you know, winding up and we we're getting ready to do this, just sort of like do, you know, to do my homework and to just be able to revisit all of these, you know, releases, all of these musicians and releases, you know, in the different categories. And I did, I went through there and, you know, listened to, you know, the stardom comp. I listened to, you know, you know, all of the, the records that were nominated and the vocalists and, and what have you. And, and hopefully this show, this award show is, is going to remind folks that, Hey, yeah, I've been meaning to get to that record. I've been meaning to check those guys out. Yeah. So anyways, thanks to everybody involved. Thanks to everyone who is listening and, uh, continues to, um, support the show week after week. Much, much appreciated. Much love. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. So take care. 2021, here we come. Bye. Bye.